0: I miss talking to you, Geraldine. Oh. <laughs> Even though it's been like a minute, but you did ignore my text for like five days. So I guess I truly, truly do miss hearing from you. Whether it's And we're also
1: or not. not in the same studio right now. So you can guess what's been happening in our relationship. Some distance <laughs> is needed. <laughs>
0: I decided it was healthy for me to take some space. So, but I was of course convinced to record another episode to the podcast that we both love. So oh, we're our here. fans
1: were knocking down our doors.
0: <laughs> like, please, you have to. Our, we told our friends that we're not going to be able to record in person. They're like, you better find a way, or you're letting down. I think millions. The way
1: our friends don't know anything that's happening <laughs> right
0: now. They have no idea. Um, I was saying, are you excited for today's episode?
1: oh i'm so excited because it's gonna (laughs) feel like a database has been unlocked and then we can refer to it whenever we talk about books in the future
0: exactly because today what we're doing is is we're going down a carefully curated list by i don't know who the journalist is um about the the
1: top romance tropes seven popular romance fiction tropes to keep your readers hooked Written by the Masterclass staff. No real name there. Okay, Masterclass.
0: See, that's just disrespectful because I don't know exactly how journalism works. But from the few journalists that I have known, if you get cut from that byline and you don't get to have your name, there, it's like who ghost wrote Like which wrote intern this. did this? Yes, it's not really <laughs> fair. Because working in PR, too, you're always supposed to get the who wrote the article. And whenever it hits you with the the whatever staff, it's like, oh, come on. Just pay the journalist. Just pay them. I mean, multiple people probably wrote the list or something. Who knows? We'll have to get some journalistic intel. But I like this episode idea because I feel that no matter what, every single episode that we've ever done, we've always fallen back on, well, this is our favorite trope. Or we like that this book uses this trope. Or don't we just love that these two characters are so tropey? Like, we are, at least I know, I appreciate it. I love it. And I think it's like, where would we be, especially in a lot of the YA literature that we read or... The YA literature that got me hooked on reading without those sorts of tropes but what are your feelings on it generally speaking
1: tropes are important i mean they're tropes for a reason it's because they are alluring
0: okay vocab vocab.com and- <laughs> <Bill Cab. laughs> i see you've been using vocab.com <laughs> appropriately basically yeah. tropes work because they work they sell content They keep you engaged and they keep you entertained. And what else are you going to do when you're writing a book? You know, unless if you're trying to make one of those books that are all like, you know, some crazy stream of like ideas, like conceptual, whatever, which can also be great. I know I like to sink my teeth into, you know, people and their feelings.
1: I don't think there are many books that escape tropes.
0: Do you think there's like truly seven big tropes and these are the seven big ones?
1: Well, these are the seven romance, romance. tropes. Romance. So uh there are romance tropes that aren't only seen in romance books, because any book that has like a romantic subplot has these tropes at some point, I feel like.
0: Because you know how there's like the whole like the hero's journey. It's like the yeah. perfect rise and fall of like some of the best stories, but that's not
1: what we're talking about today. That's not what we're talking about today. Strictly about love
0: <laughs> sex. <laughs>
1: raw passion
0: Serious. raw <laughs> Oh, so it's raw passion not we're raw passion. dogging
1: we're raw <laughs> these tropes
0: um, listen I, I have my appointment Actually, to get my prep tomorrow babe I'm picking it up tomorrow so I don't know about raw anything right now on this episode but just hit me tomorrow Well, Um, Robert
1: doesn't know this list. I've been keeping it a secret from him. So he truly is raw dogging these.
0: (laughs) It's a blind box moment. The first trope is a camp.
1: Oh, it's not camp. (laughs) It's the most overused trope that I think we both have feelings about. It's the love triangle.
0: Oh, yeah, it's not very camp. I think that I want to see a love triangle that's gay, but like organically gay. Do you agree? Because you got to look at it how most of the time in a love triangle situation. Now, if we're going to, if we're rating them, if we're thinking about them, I love, I do love them. But mostly it's because I'm personally, am attracted to female characters. I also think it's fun objectifying men. So when you're looking at a woman who has to choose mm-hmm. between other male characters that sometimes are obviously not as good as her or, you know. It's fun to see who she's going to choose. But wouldn't it just be fun if she just made the two boys kiss? Like, why don't we see that more often? You know what I, I mean?
1: I miss Gossip Girl Reboot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but see, that show is not camp enough for me. That show is just no. bad. That show is just so bad. And um, we have stopped talking about it on the podcast. But I think there's probably a way to do it. That's what I'll say about Love Triangles is I love them, but I'm waiting for them to get more innovative. You know, but it doesn't make me hate a novel. You know?
1: Interesting. I don't know. I think I was just reading so many books during like 2014 that like every single book had a love triangle and I'm just tired of them. So now when I read a book that doesn't have a love triangle and the love's like not necessarily simple, but sort of straightforward in that, like, you know, they're going to end up together. I don't know. Sometimes it's just it's just a little more refreshing to me when it's not as hard. (laughs) But it's I, also because the, my problem with love triangles is usually they don't, the two men or the two love interests don't really match each other. They're not like equal matches for the woman. <laughs>
0: uh, Where like one of I mean. them
1: always falls short. And it's just obvious that well, which one's Because the author
0: has to justify who she's going to choose.
1: Yeah, I think I would want a little more tension between all three, right?
0: Yeah, the best love triangles are going to be the ones that there is no obvious answer, but you do end up picking a side. You know what I mean? And I think Mm. we were sort of raised in this era of like love triangles and books, like maybe a lot of generations were. I don't know what the most popular books were for other teenagers and young kids, like in different decades of time. But you could, you'd said it, you could not escape it. And I think at one point in time, it just became expected that a girl character was going to go off on some her little adventure, whether it was some sci-fi thing I was reading or just a cute realistic fiction thing. And there was always going to be some boys to pick between. Just how, just kind of how it was. And I think it's like, was that a way for us to learn love? Is that realistic? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. And, because- you, and
1: then you add on top of the love triangle trope, the trope of like the girl is just average, not special. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like the combination of the two is pure like poison to me. It's just, no.
0: Yeah, there's no. a lot of examples where I think also the girl is like a perfect character. So mm-hmm. it's like the boys are just like, you are the one I need you because, as an idea, simply you're the best person in this book, and you know I don't know. There's a lot of flaws to it, and like I said, is it? Are we just gonna say it blatantly? It's always just a girl and two guys.
1: Well, Basically. I guess in YA fiction, yeah. yeah. I mean, are boys reading books? That's my question. Are <laughs> straight and boys
0: reading books. read? And boys read. Period. Um. Um,
1: that is a question. That's why I feel like uh, LGBT fiction is becoming more popular because the boys who are reading books are gay. <laughs>
0: <For> Simply, <Leslie.
1: laughs>
0: yeah, I think so. It's like reading is so queer coded. <laughs> if you re- <laughs> if in seventh grade you carried a book around, okay. no, yeah, <laughs>
1: well, no. I think why fiction has been so scarred by those five years the
0: scars on my mind are on replay let me tell you every time i read a love triangle i will
1: say like the most recent books i've been reading like don't have love triangles whatsoever what i want to see though is instead of the love triangle some polyamory i think it's yeah
0: i met someone who fully on identifies as polyamorous and i would love to know more about it i don't know (laughs) it wasn't like an appropriate forum to ask them about their love life i didn't care enough to do it in that moment but i thought really to myself what an unexplored like identity and narrative to know okay yeah you're in a committed polyamorous i do you call it a relationship relationships mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so no, just
1: a relationship
0: i want to know more um
1: i recently read a book that i gave two stars and it wrote a sort of mean review about but i thought one of the characters was going to be end up in a polyamorous relationship, but it didn't end up that way because one of the people ended up betraying everyone and oh. being the bad guy and okay. got put into jail. Are you going to name so. that book? Or... Um, the Witch King by H.G. Edgeman um, is about a trans uh, witch um, who is, what should I say, engaged to the fairy prince... <laughs>
0: I'm living there. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no, the fairy prince. Now it just sounds like you're being like homophobic. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could read my review of it. It's a pretty scathing review. I felt bad though, because this is like the debut, and it's, you know.
0: Oh, have you seen that the creators, we're going to talk about Gossip Girl again, that they're so committed to creating social media platforms for each of the characters, like fake, you know, making real profile photos? profiles for them that they made that girl of goodreads and they have real goodreads reviews on there
1: interesting Which can you girl? believe
0: that's what they're doing um audrey they like yeah, oh. my boyfriend and her boyfriend are you gay I, or
1: i don't like, i don't I, get her character
0: i don't get a Honestly, one of the characters.
1: i've i haven't watched past the third episode so i don't really know well that was that the episode where she ate
0: ass so that's all you have to oh. see to know who, the vibes i think it was i don't know I'll, I'll finish the season. Should we move right. on? Next trope. Because this next one is trope.
1: low key, maybe connected, but not really. Uh, right. the next trope is the secret billionaire.
0: Okay, Beyonce. Um, because she won't. Everyone's like wondering if she's a billionaire, but she won't say. Secret billionaire. Tell me more.
1: Um, it's also it says a billionaire or a member of a royal family is tired of their lifestyle and they sneak out in disguise
0: to uh, find someone who treats them
1: like an ordinary person so this is like the my, uh, my
0: night with the president's daughter
1: yeah or crazy rich asians in the very beginning like he, she doesn't know that he's rich
0: oh i don't like this trope
1: yeah it, it, you can't start a relationship based off of
0: lies you can't do that and i just don't feel bad for rich people like yeah exactly
1: they, wait they, what are we supposed to say like ooh, boohoo
0: it's like wait you're rich as fuck And I'm not. And (laughs) okay, like buy me something. (laughs) Okay, so open your purse. So you're paying for the date, right? Like, I don't understand. I think the idea of fame, like someone struggling with, oh, I once wasn't very privileged. No one really sees
1: me as who I really am. They only see who I am on a screen, blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
0: that's totally different. But if you're born rich and you're mad about it now, (laughs) I, we, have to, I'm not going to talk about Gossip Girl, but that's another thing that's going on in this show <laughs> where it's like, okay, you're rich, Like, just buy people things then. Like, I don't, I think I've said it on the podcast before that a long time ago, there was some sort of prompt. It was in high school, right? Where it's like, if you won, like, millions of dollars, what's the first thing you do? I'm like, buy people everything. Like, that's literally, I mean, eventually I'd invest, I guess. But first, <laughs> I would just buy people everything that they wanted that was, like, totally in some way, I guess feasible, but who cares about feasibility if I literally had millions of millions of dollars? So no, I don't like this trope because I can't even think of many books that I can, you know, I just don't care. You know, I, I, uh, I so far that for me is definitely below love triangles. But do you have any, can you defend this trope at all in the court of, in the court <sighs> right now? Because I can't. <laughs> <GVF> court.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't like, hmm, It's funny because I was just reading a book right before this um, where the main character disguises her is the queen and she disguises herself as a man and she goes out to party. (laughs) And like that's camp to me.
0: That's very Shakespearean as well. So it's a woman disguising herself as a man.
1: Yeah, just to have fun. Just because the societal norms are different. Well, I guess that's sort of a different trope. Yeah. Right.
0: Crossing the lines of like gender privileges is totally different because because it's more of a class struggle. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally different thing than just simply being rich because women, no matter how rich you are, misogyny is, you know, a secret. Yeah. And I guess the secret
1: billionaire is almost always a man. So I would say. Yeah.
0: Okay, you wanna Okay, let's flip the script. If it's a girl boss billionaire who like (laughs) then I support it. Well otherwise it's a no for me.
1: Okay. Should we move on? Yes we should. Three friends to lovers.
0: Okay, so not enemies, just friends.
1: Yeah, friends to lovers.
0: So it's boring. So it's boring. I lied.
1: We here's what i will say i think this works in gay situations not in straight situations
0: okay i want to hear more of why of like
1: the whole it's like the it's uh, to throw it back to one of our old episodes with one of our special guests it's that gay pining right yeah
0: gay pining <laughs> of like
1: being in love with your friend but not knowing how to navigate that it's like no i think the word gay?
0: was the word gay yearning
1: oh gay yearning Or mutual pining. I don't know. We're bringing it back to, like, the fan fictions with those tags. But, um...
0: (laughs) We all love gay yearning. But the best, like, I think friends to lovers is when you don't think you're going to fall in love with the person, but then you do. You know what I mean? Or you don't
1: realize your love with them until, like, something happens that changes the relationship or something like that.
0: Yeah, that's fun. Because... I think if you can write a slow burn really well and you can start with two completely innocent characters because most of the time it's like, you know, one of the characters is like, I've been in love with you all this time. And that's gay yearning. But I think it's more cool when maybe it's two people who, you know, size each other up for whatever reason and are like, oh, this is just some other person. And then you realize that there's a relationship there that can be really beautiful. Um, You know, because sometimes who you're initially attracted to, because, you know, do you, this brings up an interesting question: of Do you believe in like love at first sight? Like, do you think that the true love of your life, you know, is someone who immediately you know that you love them? Because I don't, I don't think that. I don't
1: is. think that's true because I get less interested in people the more I know about them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then, no. But then, okay, beautiful. But then, wouldn't that, wouldn't that support the theory that at the very first glance you would like them at their most? Then. Yeah, over but time you, but, like, it, but
1: love at first sight implies that it's like it stays that way. Oh,
0: okay. So you think right? you could maybe fall in love with someone right away, but you don't think that it's like actually a good way to fall in love because then over time it would just get worse. Your expectations wouldn't be met. You're saying, yeah. So you're a that's narcissist. not what I consider. I mean, love not, at first sight. not a narcissist. You're a pessimist. Whatever.
1: No, I'm not a pessimist. I just don't think people are that interesting, really. <laughs> The more you know about someone, the less interesting they are. Am I wrong? Like,
0: <laughs> well, if you're in love with them, maybe.
1: Well, that maybe that's the problem there. <laughs>
0: <That's> the problem. <laughs> so Geraldine, this is why you haven't found love. Like, I think you're just exposing right now that like you just you just don't like people. Um, no, friends to lovers, it's definitely it's definitely boring, more boring than other tropes. But it has to just be done right because I do think it's cute sometimes if you see a character who doesn't expect to fall in love, but then they do. Can you think of any like examples or do you actually like this trope? Because I'm confused.
1: I don't think I like this trope, but it might just be because I haven't seen it done in a good way yet. Right?
0: Out of all the books you've read, out of all the books you've read, you don't you have not seen it done the way you like, truly.
1: The way that I think it's interesting. No,
0: the only friends and lovers I can really think of is from the show Friends, because oh. I think Chandler and Monica work as a as a relationship. But you would have never really thought it's like, oh, could you see these two people dating? I, I guess, but you have to see it. You have to see it to believe it. Maybe like,
1: I don't like it because there's less of like a fantasy to it. I feel like it feels the most real out of all the tropes, right?
0: I guess, yeah. Except I, mean, just-
1: I would never I would never do this in my real life. Like my friends and my lover. You would never date a friend. My friends <laughs> and my lover have to be separated.
0: I love how it's my lover. It's not partner. <laughs> it's the lover. So you're never <laughs> <Well>, going <gonna> be- <laughs> to
1: I'm using the vocabulary that was given to me. To just the lover. The <laughs> they have to be separate parts of my life. They can't just like merge. I feel like that's like not.
0: Yeah, without getting like, well, when I think about myself, I'm like honestly knowing me. The next person that I end up being in some sort of relationship with, I feel like it's going to be someone that I've known for a long time, because yes, I think I get, too. I think I get more attracted to people over time. I think I'm the reverse of you, because I think at first I don't see someone that's that why I'm attracted we work, to. baby yeah <laughs> we truly are opposites aries and libra it's just i know in my heart and i wish this wasn't true because i'm dying to have a love at first sight moment like how fun would that be oh my god the drama like i think it will be so cool if like i run into someone on the subway and i fall in love with them but i just don't think that's what's gonna happen with me so i do think this is a valid trope but i don't think it's that entertaining because is my life that entertaining is it that interesting no but it'll probably happen to me who knows
1: Okay, well, that's friends to lovers.
0: (laughs) Next trope.
1: Okay, this next one I think is kind of funny. I kind of like it a lot. Stuck together.
0: Oh, I love this one. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Like, I love it.
1: They have examples. Two people trapped in a Snowden cabin, forced to stay with each other overnight at the office, on a road trip, or even stuck in an arranged marriage.
0: (laughs) Oh, I don't know about the arranged marriage. I mean...
1: Whether they're sworn enemies or already attracted to one another in the same place. It's also like the whole like, oh my God, there's one bed. <laughs> yeah.
0: it's like That's so awkward. Well, I will say the immediate imagery of when you said stuck together. I just pictured cuddling. Oh, <laughs> that the first... okay. okay. <laughs> that's the first thing I think. I'm... Well, I think that stuck together tropes are sometimes a facet of enemies to lovers and friends to lovers trope. Yeah. Because you have two people that do not like each other, but they get forced to be together. Or you have people that are, they're just friends, but then all of a sudden it's just the two of them alone because they are forced to be that way. Um, so to me, this seems sort of like a sub trope mm. because I can't imagine a whole novel or a whole yeah. friendship or love arc based on, oh, we got stuck together for a period of time. But um, it's sometimes I feel like it's like a part of, you know, a part of something bigger. So I love it. I think it's a cute tool to use. Yeah to get people to realize that they like each other
1: it's just the tension of like only being in the same room with one other person Mm -hmm. and like having no escape (laughs) it's like have you guys ever been on a family vacation and wanted to kill yourself
0: (laughs) yeah or like have you ever been on the subway and you're like what if this subway got stuck underground and all like the 10 people in this car all had to like create like an underground like community because we'd all be oh, like that's stuck what, together at the ends of the world. Listen,
1: I love a good zombie novel for this exact reason.
0: Yes, I think of that all the time. I'm like, what if everyone in this like elevator it, right now, we became like each other's only family. Or it's oh, something like really weird like that. It, like the world ended. It's
1: the found family for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, the found but, family. But we're talking about
1: there, like two people together for this romance scenario. But
0: yeah, I know. In general. I know. I'm extending it a little bit. We
1: are both fans of this one.
0: Okay, what's the next one?
1: Oh, this one. This is, this might be King Baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I already know what it is.
1: (laughs) It's enemies to lovers. (laughs) Just say it.
0: Oh my God. Okay, so yeah, this has to be the best. I think that the best love is, well, the most interesting love is born out of chaos, Hmm. which is toxic, but that's the best one to read about.
1: I'm not for like enemies to lovers when it's like problematic, right?
0: Can you name an example?
1: Well, like if you read a book and it's like the slave master and the slave.
0: Oh, no, I have not read that book. So I would also <laughs> know that that's problematic. Well, well like, that's not really enemies to lovers. That's like a just sick power play. Like, you're is well, your
1: someone would say that would be enemies to lovers. Like, would a teacher
0: would... student be enemies to lovers? No, no,
1: no, because so, no,
0: I'm not equating that to slavery. No, like, but I'm
1: saying they hate each other, but then they fall in love despite the larger issues at hand.
0: Okay, because I, enemies to lovers, it's there's a structural difference between you two. Whether it's a power play because you feel like you need to gain power over the other person, but meaning like- I don't you're,
1: necessarily think like that, though. Well, I'm
0: trying to- I think honestly- in my You mind, could I'm simply-
1: Enemies to lovers can simply be like, you hate each other at first.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's fine. I was I was trying to explain it out loud to myself because I'm thinking about it, it's like why would you hate someone? Probably because they threaten you, but then you get oh. over that. Yeah, you think. Oh, usually
1: you. it's usually it's because like one of them is like overly arrogant, right? Like that's all. Or they're that's cocky right. or something.
0: Yeah, which some people are into. Like I think I am. Oh. But anyway, <laughs> I think what this
1: the- podcast has been revealing is just oh. like. Too much information about our own like
0: <laughs> it's literally just like you, we're here we're supposed to be discussing romance tropes but i think we're just talking about like how we are tropes like we <laughs> are simply just trope existences i don't think there's a more entertaining way to fall into a love story like we just did a review of a book where technically it was technically more of a love at first sight how uninteresting was it that they just kind of fell in love over time because they couldn't admit their feelings to each other, and every they, the character was so perfect. It was like none of that was interesting. I so much more prefer the style of you know they dislike each other, but they're like meant for each other. Mm. Like they hate each other so much, but they just need to fuck. Like rage fucking is so oh. funny. Like maybe not rage, as long as it's safe and fun, rage. consensual. <laughs> not I mean it depends on what you're into, but I just think it's like you hate people, and then it's like no, you just need to kiss. That mm-hmm. is so funny to me. Yeah. So.
1: I mean, there's not much we can say about this one because we just both know it's superior, right?
0: Exactly. So then who's next? Who's, who's going to try to compete with this one? Mm,
1: the next one on the list is forbidden love. Um, I think it's interesting when they're enemies to lovers and forbidden.
0: Because now it's not, not only can they not be together because their personal egos dislike each other, but their structural, like, well, if we were to be together, you know, it would be bad because people would get mad because it's simply forbidden. So I agree.
1: I think it's interesting the examples they provide. Obviously, Romeo and Juliet, but also Twilight. So it's like Good the way. race difference, I guess. Species difference. <laughs> um, um, and Bella then does not
0: see race. They
1: also have the notebook.
0: The notebook? I don't remember how the notebook goes. I, guess, I think because she was rich. That was it. She was just rich. Yeah. Because the mom hid all the letters that he wrote to her because he didn't have money, I think.
1: I don't know. This one's like middle of the line for me. me. It's too
0: broad for me. Because it's like there's so many things that can make you forbidden. Like, so is forbidden love every single love story that deals with a class struggle? Is it every single love story that deals with, you know, a race, like a a racial dating, you know, interracial dating? Is it every single story that deals with? Because it's like forbidden is a big word yeah immediately i just think of like romeo and juliet that's really it but like um star crossed lovers that's what they use to describe hunger games too but that's not forbidden it's just one of them is gonna die in the hunger games it's not really forbidden you know what i'm trying to say yeah so i don't know forbidden don't love like, is just
1: okay i mean
0: yeah it's nuch. it's giving nuch. number
1: seven is we were already seven in s- no we have two more after this
0: oh i thought there were seven in total
1: yeah i think they some somebody messed up because there's nine
0: (laughs) 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 who wrote wrote this article someone wrote the article and titled it and was like wait this is incorrect and just put the staff name afterward because they didn't want to take credit (laughs)
1: um so number seven is second chance oh i think okay so they actually say this but i think second chance is interesting when it's like they break up and then time goes by and then they're like they go on like a blind date or something and then the person's there i think that's interesting
0: is there a book about that
1: yeah there's probably multiple
0: well this is a little bit um, like they literally go on a blind date and it happens to be their ex that's very specific i would like to read it but that's just so specific
1: i'm just well i've i've read like webtoons with that plot which is not the same as like books but
0: I do like second chance because I'm a believer in like the string theory. Okay. That's so string theory. I know is something with physics, but there's also like, (laughs) right. But there's also a string theory that it's like the red string.
1: Yeah. The red string. I think
0: it's. Yes. And I like that theory that the person that you're everyone you're meant to meet, whether it's the person that you fall in love with, but like, especially them or just whoever you have like a string connecting you guys. And that's paraphrasing this whole theory. I may be getting it wrong. This is just me hearing it through pop culture, like what I know of it. Um, Like Taylor Swift has the song, Invisible String. Like you have a string tied to someone. So if you are going to break up with someone for a period of time and you're meant to get back together, you will. Because y'all are tied together. Or the, you know what I mean? So I think, I think it, I like that idea. I also like, I literally give people this advice in literal real life, which is like, maybe you are meant to break up with someone for a while and change or heal, and then recognize, oh, well, you know, we either met at the wrong time, or the things that were wrong with us were things that we can change, but we need to do it on our own, and we'll just come back together. I love that. So, I, I, I never thought of that really as a trope, though, I guess, but if it is, I'm here for it.
1: Um. So, this one's actually kind of confusing, because it it cites that, but then it also says that second chances are also for, like, uh. It says, or the hero or the heroine's fairy tale turned out to be a nightmare and now a new romance will give them hope again. So it's not necessarily always like the same people in the same couple every time.
0: Like it's a second chance of them to like be happy as a person. Yeah. Because like they lost something and now they're going to fall in love and then it's like, oh, my life does have meaning?
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Oh. Well, that's okay. But that's not what I was thinking about.
1: But it's also like... That seems a little childish to me to think that, like, your first love is always going to work out the same. Like, I don't understand why that needs to be explored. You know, like, just move on, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like So so it's the second chance at love because you thought that the first one was the one. And then when it wasn't, you gave up on love no i don't like that narrative that's stupid because i like i like it better like i like the girl who breaks up with the guy and she's really sad about it or a girl whoever the relationship that ends and then in between you go through a string of affairs you you Mm -hmm. do what you need to you meet you know it's not about the next one coming down the gate is going to be your savior you should never place it on one person that they're gonna you know pull you out of what you're in and be the the one thing because once you give someone that much power one i think it ruins their character and two it's toxic for you babe yeah and real life ends in your book.
1: So, so number eight is soulmates, huh? which ties back into Second Chance, too, right? What you were talking about before.
0: Yeah, like the string theory. Yeah, so obviously I, I like soulmates. Yeah. Who doesn't?
1: Um, Do you believe
0: that soulmates are, exist in real life? I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's just a question.
1: I've never thought about Twin
0: flame, twin flame.
1: I don't think I have a soulmate.
0: Okay, I love that. <laughs> because it's like, you know, now I'm making this up in my head, but everyone's like, "Oh, my twin flame, my person that uh, you." I don't but know that's the theory, also
1: but like, a very like the thing that soulmates neglects is that whole like I said, I want to see more polyamorous relationships. So does oh, the soulmate theory sort of?
0: But maybe you can have triplet that. flames. Okay. Yeah, and I was going to say that if you don't think you have a soulmate, maybe you are the one flame and you just burn really, really bright. And thank, that's like scary. Thank you. Scary. You sound well, like – You're welcome, mm, I guess. <laughs> what you, do sound I sound like,
1: like? you sound like what my teachers used to write in my yearbook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Geraldine, you may be completely alone, but it's because you just burn way too bright for everyone else. Uh,
1: okay. Okay. Uh, Number
0: nine. This is the yeah, last one. This
1: is the last one. It's also a spicy one, I think. It, is it
0: um, a secret affair?
1: No. Is it like, is it like cheating? No. Okay, it what is, is it? the fake relationship.
0: <gasps> the fake relationship that then turns into a real relationship. Yeah. Um. Well. <laughs> Of course. I mean, yeah. I'm reading a book right now that I'm struggling to finish. So I guess I can't say that. Well, let's say this. I read. Have I purposely read books for that trope? Yes, I have. Mm. Because it's quite the enthralling trope, you know. Exactly. It's similar to it could include enemies to lovers. It could be like a friends to lovers. And it's a great way. It's a great plot device, you know. Oh, we had to form this fake relationship.
1: It's also sort of the stuck together, right? It's all of them. Yeah,
0: it's like all of them in one. It's like could have every single facet. So I feel like it's sort of cheating to make that just a trope because it involves so many other things. But it's also very specific. So yeah, I mean, I like it. I want to fake date someone. Just, you know, and then fall in love. Like, why not? And nowadays, in like the time of social media, I feel like that probably happens all the time where people Mm -hmm. just need to put a relationship online to show something. And yeah, you could fall in love that way. I don't know. maybe, Maybe we'll write a book about it. In our debut co-written novel. I'm like,
1: when did I sign up? This when was a great segue up? into
0: done. I we mean,
1: he's trying to force me into a fake relationship of the co-authorship.
0: <laughs> baby, this relationship is a fake relationship right here. This is just for the podcast, baby. And we have not fallen in love yet. So. GBF?
1: No. <laughs> it actually stands for Gay Best Frenemies.
0: Ooh. Uh, okay.
1: wait, that's enemies to lovers,
0: though. That's oh. the potential. <laughs> so, again, like, we are a trope. Let's <laughs> that's, that's circle back. The existence are just, tropes.
1: But do you want to rank them?
0: I would love to rank them. Okay, so we have finished our rankings, and Geraldine is first going to reveal what she ranked last.
1: My last one is Secret Billionaire
0: same because you know it just sucks so eighth i put friends to lovers because we know that it's boring
1: i also did friends to lovers for my eighth
0: <laughs> now i'm interested to see what you did for seventh because i could tell those two were going to be your least favorite but now it's like i don't know where to go up from there
1: to me it is the love triangle
0: <gasps> what <laughs> that low
1: I'm just traumatized. I'm sorry. Wait, Maybe. I just,
0: I haven't, Oh, wait, first of all, I have not heard feedback from myself this whole time, but I just heard it <laughs> through AirPods because I just yelled so loud. Um, no way. Why?
1: I'm traumatized. I told you, give me like a few years, okay? Like I need a decade to recover.
0: Okay. I put second chance because okay. I feel like I can't think of really entertaining examples specifically of, of that trope. Because I think more that's a trope that could come at the end of a story, but you can't base, like if there were two people that were together and then they were apart for a long time, okay, I'd love to read about their lives, get to know them, and then they'll come back together at the end. But to base the whole book off of just that, like starting their relationship where they're meeting again, it doesn't really work for me. I can't think of a lot of examples. So strictly for reading purposes, like what I would want to read about, I just ranked it low because I think the other ones have more, more room. Okay. Okay. For six, what'd you put?
1: Um, <laughs> I put soulmates.
0: Huh? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> what did you I put? Pref- I put forbidden. <laughs> okay. Because I personally think that compared to some of the other ones, if the struggle is that you're just forbidden to be together, I don't know. I, do I like to read about yearning all the time to people that want to be together so that but they can't? No. I don't know. It's it's not as good for me and as juicy as some of the other ones. Mm.
1: I think I appreciate Forbidden Love for, like, the Shakespearean quality to it, you know?
0: Yes, but see, I've said on this podcast before that I do not like Shakespeare. So maybe, again, that's why it's so low. I was going to put it seventh, but then I switched it. I don't know why.
1: Well, I put Forbidden Love as the fifth. What is
0: it? And I put Soulmate.
1: See, yeah. So, like, those two are sort of equal grounds.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, so what do you put for the fourth one?
1: a uh, second chance for me
0: okay so i struggled with this because i think that this one sort of is an umbrella but like fake relationship i put mm-hmm. forth because i haven't read so many books about fake relationships but within them are you could find like components of my top three okay. so i'm like okay i just have to put it forth
1: i put fake relationship as third for me
0: i put stuck together Okay. Because it's just a good one. And so it's my top three. Mm -hmm. Now, we must differ a lot for the second one because I put love triangle.
1: Yeah. I put stuck together.
0: (laughs) Okay. Because I have to defend – because I feel like we're going to do an episode maybe, or I don't know. But I said before this episode started, I'm like, we should just do an episode where we defend love triangles. Because it's like, I don't think there would be as many iconic characters or series or movies or plots or anything if there were not good love triangles are they problematic in so many different ways yeah we could get into it on another episode but i just figured just for the iconic level of what love triangles will bring to the table forever it just had to go at number two for me i was looking at it very objectively in that way
1: okay you're thinking like the the work that it did for literature yeah (laughs) yeah and the media
0: (laughs) yeah, she put in the work she did she walked so that all these other bitches could fly like you need a good love triangle for the things to grow um and number one we could just say it together mrs enemies Enemies lovers lovers. we said at the same time but there's probably a lag um somewhere in there yeah duh duh we're on this podcast we're biased but it's also the best
1: These were the seven or nine popular romance fiction tropes, and there are more tropes out there in literature, so if this is interesting, we could talk about other tropes another episode. Or if we want to dive deep into any of these, we could definitely do that too.
0: This is not an objective list, it's just a list. Like, I don't even think Secret Billionaire is a strong enough one to be a trope, but that's simply why I thought it was the worst one. Um, I'm surprised there weren't ones like simply just like the secret affair. That's what I was trying to say. Like the cheating, like, cause a lot of books romanticize infidelity. But I think that,
1: I think that sort of, uh, lands in the forbidden love though. Right? Like you can't be together because you are already in a relationship with someone else.
0: Yes. I just think it's more specific than forbidden. But again, that's why it's like some of these tropes are big umbrella tropes and some are more specific. So it's like. So, give or take. And again, we don't know who wrote this article. So, we're simply critiquing. No,
1: it was all, every single person on the Masterclass staff wrote this article, (laughs) apparently.
0: Or just an intern who's not getting paid at all and was like, I have an idea and couldn't even get the title of the article correct. So, but it's the one we chose. So, you know, I don't regret it. Um. Well. All right. Well.
1: I hope we both find love.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like after listening to this episode, we clearly have different love languages, different expectations, and um.
1: Oh, I know we have different love languages. Yeah. I know your love language is touch, and my least love language is it's touch. Never so. touch
0: me, and and the world is your love <laughs> language. Just don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't be friends with me for a long time. Don't touch me. (laughs) Don't ask me how I'm doing. I won't answer. I once told a friend of mine, I think your love language is just like, what did I say? Leave me alone. (laughs) Like some people just need that. I do not. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, I'm glad that we finally clarified where we stand on, you know, all of our favorite tropes. So then when we go and review books in the future, which we obviously will be getting back to very soon, um, mm-hmm. we can reference this and this list is subject to change, but I don't think I'll ever not love an enemy to lover mess. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we, you know what is soap camp? I don't even think we did an intro. <laughs> We're very thrown off. I am. We are like a thousand miles apart right now. I'm in a secret A location. thousand <laughs>
1: miles.
0: It's like 54 miles. <laughs> it's like, I'm in a, uh, uh what's the word? Non-disclosed location. Um, I'm in my panic room right now. Um, Alright, love you Geraldine <laughs> Goodbye. Do you love me? <laughs> Bye guys, it's been GBF, it's been it's Rob.
1: Oh, it's Geraldine. Bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.